Welcome to the Street Fight Radio call-in show. I am your host, Murder Brian Quinby. I don't know why I call myself Murder Brian. Uh, I'm all out of fucking sorts. Um, Brett is in Nashville uh, watching an F1 race of some sort. I don't know. I don't know the difference between any of the races. So apparently it's either F1 or Indy or cars. It's a lot of cars driving really fast. So what it's, I- it's NASCAR for Frenchmen is what. <laughs> So I brought in a co-host. I brought in a ringer for a co-host, and you just heard his voice. It's Tom Sexton from the Trillbillies. He's going to take calls with me tonight. I'm going to run the call. I'm going to run the calls, which isn't, I'm not great at that. So if I fuck that up, that's my fault. We're also in a brand new studio. So who knows what's going to work? How you doing, Tom? I'm doing good, Brian. I've always wanted to do one of these for our own show and never got the opportunity, so I'm happy to be here with you. Hmm. I'm guessing you're probably not going to be tempted to do one after you do this one. <laughs> we'll see. This is, this is just getting my feet wet here. We'll see. We'll see about it. Wet, wetting your... Oh, oh wait. I got to do this. It's Sunday night. Time for a street fight. Somebody in a chat said that, and that's something that Brett does. So I thought I would say Sunday night is time for. He's so good at like rhyming shit and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I'm bad at it. Uh, if you can see <laughs> behind me, uh, I hung some stuff on the wall because it was just a wall, a white wall behind me. So it looks a little less bad. That's nice. Uh, how's your weekend been going, Tom? It's going good, man. It's going good. Just, uh, you know, being an outdoorsman and just laying around. I just watched the, uh, the Val Kilmer documentary. Wait, and, uh, what's the, what's that on? But the one that he did, it's on Amazon. It's the one he did of his own life of all the videotapes he's taken over the years. Okay. How is that? It's really sweet. It's, it's, it's good. I, I cried a little bit. <laughs> a guy making his own documentary is cool as hell. Yeah, really I'm is. a big fan of it. Uh, yeah. Is it funny or is it really sad? It's, it's funny. It's sweet and it's sad. It's a lot of those. It's like, uh, I won't ruin anything, but, uh, <clears throat> the, he's got footage of him, um, rocking a very, um, how do I put this delicately? Uh, uh, sort of late career portlier Marlon Brando to sleep in a swing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like Val Kilmer. I always heard he was crazy, though. So was that like, Was did he show any of his crazy drunken escapades? Yeah, I, I think is I don't think he was really like a drunk or anything like that. I think he was just kind of an eccentric. You know what I mean? Yeah, I always heard the story about him going to that fancy hotel and uh, getting really drunk and then running and jumping through the Christmas tree. So that's where I got that. That was left out. That was left out. (laughs) That was left out. Yeah, you you, got to leave out the embarrassing. So I think if I made a documentary about me, I would definitely not put any of the embarrassing shit in it. For sure. Yeah. Oh, somebody just corrected me in the chat. That's actually Kiefer Sutherland, which is true. Uh, okay. <laughs> maybe Val Kilmer is normal. Kiefer Sutherland is the crazy drunk one. 
<laughs> yeah. It's a bummer. Those guys are the same anyway, I believe. So I, I might have to check that doc out. I've been, I watched the, uh, um, the Edgar Wright documentary about the band, the spark or sparks. It's called yeah. the sparks brothers. And, uh, yeah. it had so many famous people in it that knew who sparks were. And I was like, this is crazy. Nobody knows who these guys are. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard them? I, I, well, I have, but only because of my friend, Matt Carter, who's like, has the most like arcane knowledge of like, everything you know they seem interesting to listen to at the very least they're one of those bands that you're like okay well i knew you you like pretty hip music so of course you were gonna know who they were i was sitting there like this don't sound like corn (laughs) (laughs) you got yeah i I liked your tweet about uh i'm gonna do a podcast one day about band about my good taste in music (laughs) nobody's ever asked me nobody's ever been like hey brian like what good bands do you like i'm just like why i mean nobody cares about that truly hey brian come come talk about guided by voices who's an ohio band you know never heard okay i don't know guided by voices But, you know, I listened to like, a, I, I I said this on the show last week. I listened to a lot of that garage stuff. I like the Nuggets compilations and and stuff like that. Like, I, I like good stuff. I just don't. Nobody wants to hear about me being like, oh, I really like good bands. They want to hear me be like, Limp Biscuits is the best band I've ever heard in my life, and I love them. And then they can sit on the other side of the thing and just be like, uh, this guy likes Limp Biscuit. Can you believe it? <laughs> What's what is behind the sort of like like the you know, like there's like three levels of I don't know if it's just like some sort of new level of irony with like the Limp Biscuit resurgence. I think it's like, real. Are people been, are, so people are like are in earnest, like reevaluating Limp Bizkit and saying, you know what, we're a little better than we gave them credit for. I don't even, I don't think it's a reevaluation <clears throat> to me. I think it is just that people, you know, that were into them, that were young at the time and were into them are now older and they're like, no, I liked them. They were good. Yeah. Is what, yeah. I, that's what I think happened. But uh, uh, it is also possible that like hip people were just like, yeah, I like the uh, I like the other band uh, for Katie. Yeah, there there's a cord right there. I don't know where the headphones are. Sorry, I'm I'm doing work here. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I think it's just people who were into them already uh, are older and maybe have some influence. I guess would be my my thing like a guy like me is able to be like oh uh uh I have a podcast I talk to a bunch of people and I'm able to say Limp Biscuits good now and then it also is like we we live in this new time where you know people are trying to be class conscious and stuff like that they don't want to look like they're being elitist now so it's harder to say that they suck (laughs) so they're they're just letting their hair down a little bit and embracing the new metal and everything yeah yeah i mean because it looks bad if you say it's bad now it's like oh what you hate poor people that's who listens to new metal (laughs) 
That's what yeah. I do to people. That's just what I do to people. But uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Here we go. Uh, you want to take some calls, Tom? Let's take some calls. Got somebody waiting for twelve minutes. We should talk to them at least. Right. Yeah. And again, people are filtering into the chat room and asking where Brett is. He's on a trip. Hey, Tom's here. Yeah, leave. Yeah, come on. Be Show happy. Tom's here. Okay. Because I was going to do this by myself, and uh, <laughs> that would have been bad. Woof, buddy, just sitting here talking to myself. <laughs> have you ever done a solo up. show, Tom? God, I couldn't. You don't think no you way. could? No, shit, I'm awkward enough with two people. You know what I mean? Three's where I really thrive. <laughs> you know? I I did 43 minutes, dude. One time solo in like 2015. Before uh, uh, when Brett moved to Dallas, uh, he had to take three weeks off. And it's funny. Nobody was listening to the show at the time. We could have taken three weeks off and nobody would have said a word. Like, I guess Matt, Will, Felix, and Dan would have been like, hey, where's the Street Fight episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but like nobody was listening and I was like, I gotta fucking do the show. So I sat down at my computer, plugged the mic in and just talked for 45 fucking minutes. And I wish I had the recording still because it had to stink. I mean, I'm with you, man. I, I, I do good with two people, but uh, I don't yeah. know how people just sit and talk to themselves. Like Tom Sharpling does three hours by himself uh, it's amazing yeah and it's good too but that's just not my deal and yeah. i've done radio you know i did i've done radio for years but that's easy it's like uh coming up we got uh drake Glint biscuit and corn uh i'm tom sexton i'm your host and let's hear from <laughs> our sponsors and then come right back and then you know yeah that's, that's it, that kind of shit's easy that yeah. actually sounds fun i would love to play like brett kind of did a dj set last week and uh, uh, where he he went and and played an hour on the jukebox at a club or a bar, I said club, uh, yeah. and uh, he really enjoyed it. Uh, other than the jukebox, like it was all just classic rock stuff, so yeah. it wasn't like he could play like you know how he is. He wants to go in there and play craft work or or can or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mentioned Brent going into honky tonk and putting on fucking. Uh, Tago Mago by Can or something. Yeah. He loves Can. I don't know why he loves Can. I listen to Can and I'm just like, I don't even know what this is. It sounds like just some guys poking around on a computer, which is what it is. I can't I can't get into the crowd. Bro. All right, let's let's big, see. Let's see what people want to talk to us about tonight, Tom. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Brian, what's up? It's uh, it's Sam. What's up, Sam? How's it going? Oh God! What? Is this, is this SK one? Not, not How are y'all? Is this Sam Knight? Yeah, that's right. Knight. <laughs> Look at this! A fucking little hellfire going on right now. How are you, Sam? Good, good. I couldn't resist calling in with uh, with Tom. Also, you know, taking over for Brett. So, why, why jump, jump on here with us so we have everybody represented? 
people are going to think, and, and I did not do this. People are going to think I took Sam's call first because he's Sam. But here's the thing. Okay. I didn't know Sam was calling because he didn't tell me he was just the first caller. <laughs> That's right. I, I have been on the line for 20 minutes and I wanted to hit you with the element of surprise and I didn't want special treatment. And so, yeah, you're I, such was, a I good guess boy. I was creepy about it. What's up? You're such a good boy, Sam. Oh, you're, you know, you're a good boy, Brian. <laughs> you're a good boy. You know, what's funny is we have now told this story on oh, like, God a few different podcasts, but never with you on the air. You know, we told it on YKS. I think we told it on some, I don't remember. I, we've told it on a few shows and never with you here, but tell us how, how much you hate us for making you think you won $50,000 one day. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm like mad at Nick Hayes the most. Cause he was, the, he was clearly like, the mastermind behind it, you know, but it's hard, it's hard to be too mad at anyone. Cause you know, it is, it is what it is. It's and, kind of funny. uh, <laughs> some, yeah, sometimes you just get owned with the fake lottery ticket. Like that's, that's sometimes that's just your lot in life. And, uh, and, and, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I gotta say though, I gotta say though, you had to feel pretty good that everybody in the car felt horrible about it. You know, like if it was me and that happened to me and everybody in the car, except for Nick felt really horrible about it. I'd be like, these guys are good guys. <laughs> we didn't tell you it was going on or anything, but we're good guys. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I mean, I did, I did. I felt like if I, you know, I guess I just would have felt a little guilty if like that was a real scratch off and I was the only one who won. And they're like, Oh, that's, that's kind of shitty. Like I, I want to, you know, I want to wild out with, with, with the van boys tonight. And, uh, that was the worst feeling. Know. That was the worst feeling of that whole prank. Because if you had been, you know, uh, queuing up the OJs for the love of money and saying, see you broke bastards later. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, justified. Wait till he wait till he finds out this is a ruse. But the fact your first instinct was, I want to party with the boys tonight. I was like, oh god, he was going to share it. He was going <laughs> to yeah, share the money, split it up like a fucking communist. He was going to do. Yeah, Sam Knott's the I, real deal for anybody I, wondering. Maybe if it were like five hundred, because it was only like what fifty or no, it was twenty five thousand was the fake lottery ticket thing. Like, I mean, that's obviously a a good amount of money, but had it been like you know maybe like six figures, maybe I would have reacted a little differently. Uh, yeah, and I would <laughs> maybe I wouldn't have given that. But the thing is, Sam, if somebody was like, Brian, you just won $25,000, I'd be like, hey, man, and I'm going to give everybody in this car 50 bucks. And I don't, it doesn't no skin off my back. I feel good about it. <laughs> and I would have, I would have gladly taken that 50 bucks and I've been like, thank you very much, Brian. <laughs> so how's it going, Sam? Sam's had, uh, uh, I don't know if we can talk about anything. So of course I, uh, uh, don't want to, but, uh, or I want to, but how's life going, Sam? Uh, life's going pretty well. Um, 
my wife and I are actually, we're expecting a, a kid soon in December, and uh, we're real excited about that. Yeah, in December Hell now? Yeah. Boy, that that is uh, yeah. getting close. Uh, uh, to the tax credit? <laughs> you're, you're pissed off now <laughs> Sam's pissed off he was like I could have got fucking $300 <laughs> $300 a month I didn't get the money I don't know what the fuck happened I haven't got my 300 bucks uh, really no they, you know what though you know our accountant does dirty yeah. accountant tricks mm. okay not to us, I to the IRS. I think he, we're on an extension right now for last year's taxes. <laughs> so I, I was just gonna say, I just hope, I, I just hope for our kids' sake that they're not born on uh, on Christmas, because then, like, what can you do? They never get a, they never get a birthday. I, I can solve you know? that. Like, I, no matter how, I can solve that for you, because Katie's. Katie's uh, sister was born on Christmas Eve, and they celebrate her birthday oh. on January or on December twenty or fuck June twenty fourth. Six months before her birthday, they Half celebrate birthday. her birthday. Yeah, Half a year. Mm, that's kind of weird. I don't know about that. Um, ha have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the direction you were going first it was like, I hope she's not born on Christmas because big shoes to fill sharing a birthday with Jesus Christ. <laughs> or or he was gonna say or he was gonna say, I hope she's not born on fucking Christmas because I won't get no good presents. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would no, say. No, come on. <laughs> you said do you do you celebrate Christmas too, not? I mean, sort of like, um, I mean, you know, my dad was raised Christian and his, like, we grew up not far from his parents. So they would always do like, um, I mean, like we never obviously went to church or anything, but we do like some, some secular present opening, but like, I've, I've grown to like the Jewish Christmas more and more like, you know, it's, a uh, Chinese food in a movie, and um, yeah. it's uh, I don't know that's that's a that's a pretty ideal day there. You know, I, I low low stress. Uh, it's good. So, what's going on with uh, Means Morning News, Sam? Uh, so, uh, um, I haven't been on for a while. I I I have. I've stepped down from the co-hosting duties. I've um, Sam Knight. I'm planning on contributing regularly again soon, but um, you know, it, it's Sam Sachs right now is uh, is carrying carrying the load, and um, you know he's got a green screen now. He's uh, putting out some good stuff. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Katie asked. Making making fun of me on the air and so forth. Sax, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> when, did, when did you do that? I it was making fun of my table tennis. Oh, yeah, you're pretty bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do that. I'm, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not bad. Sax just happens to be very good. 
Hey, man, I haven't played table tennis since I was like 10, probably. So I stink at it, probably. I am, though, I'm going to tell you two this. I am talking about picking up tennis, the game. I'm going to start playing tennis. Oh, yeah. 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 We need we we need to we need to live stream some Brian versus Tom is what we need to uh, we need to watch that uh, I I would definitely watch that and tennis tennis because I'll do that I'll do it yeah I'm, yeah I'm, no, Tom Tom is a tennis star I, oh yeah that's right I am sneaky athletic though so maybe I'll get lucky you know that's true I'm I'm about seventy pounds past my playing weights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like when Ronaldo came back fat and played. You know what I mean? <laughs> My daughter's playing tennis now, and she says she's getting good. And there was there's something about when she says she's getting good at something, where I'm like, I wonder if I can beat her. You know, like like as, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she says like, Hey, I think I'm getting pretty good at tennis. I'm like, Fuck, I should play tennis with her, and then if I can beat her, that'll fucking really show her. You 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 know. You can't beat your dad. <laughs> it's just my philosophy. We used to like we used to like we used to like playing tennis in high school in the spring because it was just sort of like an excuse to stay out after school and smoke weed and like you know you just sort of rally. You didn't really like keep score or anything. You just get blazed and that's hit a tennis ball back and forth. That is like you millennials. You got you guys. None of you like to keep score. Everybody gets a trophy. That's just the way you guys are. That's the way you guys come up in the world. I get it. You know, back when I was back when I was young, you know, you kept score at tennis, and you know, whoever lost got really picked on. I guess. And now, actually, when I played tennis in gym class back in uh, uh, I don't know tenth grade. Uh, the tennis courts were up against the woods and, uh, the ball would come over onto your side and I would hit it as hard as I could. So it would go over the fence and then I'd be like, I gotta go get the, yeah, I I gotta go get the ball, smoke a cigarette, come back and then do it again. That was how, (laughs) that was all of my tennis (laughs) work. Amazing. Tom, I'll play tennis against you, but you have to give me two scores ahead. I don't know how you keep scoring tennis, like, but I got to be two <laughs> ahead of you to start. Okay. And then okay. if I'm better than if I'm better than I think I am, which I don't know how I could be. I don't practice, but if I'm better, then I'll give you the two points back because then if I won, I couldn't brag about it. You know, you'd be like, you'll be like the same night of tennis after realizing. (laughs) All right. I just hate, I hate the feeling of like, you know, something happened today that I knew was going to happen. So I send, uh, uh, I, but I didn't say it to anybody. Okay. And then it happened today. Okay. And I texted Brett and told him how mad I was that I didn't say it first so that I could say I was right. 
What was it? It was just a stupid thing. Uh, uh, like, uh, it was just a stupid thing, uh, actually, about the gathering of the Juggalos, which we're going to in two weeks. But it was just a stupid thing about it. And I was just like, ah, I fucking could have said it and I would have been right about something. You know, I like to tell the future. <laughs> That's just a little thing about me. So, uh, uh, so is everything going good, Sam? You feeling okay? Everything working out? You know, how's married life treating you? Yeah, things things are doing things are doing well. I've been uh I've been doing some more yoga, some yoga period. I've never done yoga before. Now I'm doing yoga and uh you know, that's uh, helping me clear up the old dome piece. Well, I'm not sure I'm doing it correctly, but it's uh <laughs> you know, I'm just doing like YouTube yoga and uh trying to trying to stay active and have, uh have you looked into ddp i mean yoga? You, you, you you walk like have i have i looked into cbd yoga no ddp diamond dallas page he's a wrestler <laughs> he has a yoga system that's supposed to be really good for you <laughs> but yeah i do uh, but i don't know absolutely i mean it, rules yeah i do work i do walk it, a lot you know, that see that is like you know that does that does wonders for you both physically and mentally that's that's a lot you know i don't know if it does like much for me what, mentally 10 miles a day 10 no well well now you're fucking short selling yeah, okay. me here double that i walk about 20 miles a day <laughs> you walk about a marathon a day yeah See, i mean you might not notice that it does anything for you mentally but if you stop you go crazy You'd probably start going stir crazy and get Kate, a cabin fever with uh, Chris Elliott. Yeah, Katie's across the room right now. Like, like, uh, yeah, he does go crazy when he doesn't walk. That's you're exactly right. right. He uh, has to walk. Brett thinks I do it as a gag, which is the weirdest thing in the world. Brett thinks I walk twenty miles a day because I think it would be funny to walk twenty miles a day, and I'm like, boy, that's. <laughs> the longest way I would have ever gone for a joke. <laughs> but, how do you stay? How do you stay? Hey, go ahead, Nat. I, I was just going to say, like, I used to, uh, you know, I would walk up to Sam's apartment to, like, record when I could have easily caught the bus. And, um, you know, if, like, in it, in the place of like proper exercise, it was, it was really good. And I, you know, it gave me more time to listen to podcasts, which I don't know. I, I, I like walking long distances, even, even when I don't really have to. Yeah. I mean, I listened to, so, uh, AK Lingus on Twitter, a, a wonderful person and probably my favorite person right now. Uh, sent me a Howard Stern archive that is the most complete one that anybody's ever given me. Like, it's crazy. Uh, it's got a bunch of 10-hour compilations divided up among different subjects that it's on so I can go through them and listen to them really easily. And uh, so I've been listening to Howard Stern all day for the past week, but I was just looking at my last few days and i mean like here's my walks for this week 
uh, Monday, I did 19.45 miles. Tuesday was 16.25 miles. Uh, uh, and then three miles later on that day, for some reason, I just was like, oh, I didn't get 19. Might as well just do fucking another three. And then uh, Wednesday, 17, Thursday, 17, Friday, 20, and then yesterday, nine and today, 10. So, yeah, I do about 20 miles a day. It's it's a lot, but it it, it is like I can't think of any better way to spend your day, really. I don't know. It's 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 pretty great just walking around and uh And you're in a big you know, city, Sam. You you're in if I was in fucking yeah. DC, dude, I would probably walk thirty miles a day because there's more places to go. Yeah. Would you walk to yeah, the halls yeah, of Congress yeah. and demand action? <laughs> 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 yeah, I well, do that every you day. Would do it. <laughs> I do that. That as a podcaster, I I view every podcast I do as walking to the halls of Congress and demanding action. <laughs> There's plenty of a uh, uh, you know you can walk through uh, Rock Creek Park. You can do like actual hikes in the city, you know, and uh, get lost in the park. Here's something crazy pretty, though, Sam. Pretty great. Here's something I'm going to tell you that makes me sound like a maniac. Okay, I don't like hiking all right i don't like walking in nature yeah. and parks i like wandering around cities that's why i do so well at it on tour because i can walk around different cities now most cities are smaller people don't believe this and i'm gonna say this uh most cities are smaller area wise than columbus like most places you can't get a really good walk in in the city but uh you can usually i so basically i was just in Asheville, north carolina and i just had to walk around nashville repeat or Asheville repeatedly like the same places all day mm -hmm. but in dc i always get like when we went for the juggalo thing the the juggalo march i was fucking I was walking so many miles a day. It was fucking crazy, man. I love it there. People are saying DC sucks. And here's what I think. This is people from DC because people from DC thinks DC sucks, but DC actually kicks ass except for the clowns in Congress. It's fine. I, you know, I, I mean, my wife and I, we, I, we were just sort of talking about it. Like, you know, you like, you, you know, the places to avoid, when you're here long enough and it's actually, it's a pretty, it's a pretty chill place. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a city like anywhere else. And it's I mean, fun. yeah, they're obviously dipshit. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's, it's, you know, they're, they're chill bars and restaurants and things like that. And we got legal weed and decriminalized mushrooms and you can order both to your house basically these days. And, uh, that's, that's pretty chill. And, uh, the parties I mean, there, you know, there, there are a lot of trees and stuff. The parties there are fucking bonkers, man. You know, I've been to a party every time I've been there. Sacks mostly throwing the you and Sam Sacks throwing those parties, but they're like bonkers parties. They're they're always totally packed out, so loud. Nobody's calling the cops, and they're just parties of a size which 
I don't see in other places. You know, you when we whenever we go to New York, we like party with our friends and stuff, but it's always at some bar, you know? So I don't know. I like yeah. the house parties there quite a bit. Very fun. Yeah. Yeah, we got some good house parties. Not bad. It's where I met Dave Weigel. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully again one day. Dave, Dave, Dave's an all right guy, you know. Dave, Dave's a, he's 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 not bad for a for a DC guy. He hasn't followed me on my new account, <laughs> so kind of I don't know if he's okay or not. I'll, yeah, stop being a coward, uh, Weigel. I'll, I'll put in a word. Oh, never mind. He followed me. Dave Weigel, you're great. Although, here's a problem, though. If you go to Twitter and you type at, uh, if you start to type Dave Weigel, uh, the first the first uh, search autocomplete is Dave Weigel racist. So, that's a problem <laughs> for him, uh -oh. not for me. Yeah, Dave, yeah, you need to get your people on that. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he's a good guy, man. He 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 follows me. He yeah, looks. Nice. He's got a look about him that I respect, and uh, uh, you know he puts on like fancy clothes. It's like Sam. Sam's got a great look too, doesn't he, Tom? Yeah, he does. I mean, for a news Most guy, he, Dave. Dave's a good reporter. You know, like they're not. There, there are plenty of people who get into the you know the higher levels of journalism and they really just start phoning it in or like not even really trying and you know dave, dave he you know he uh he actually you know he gives half a shit and yeah. you can see it in his work and he's he's not just like a dipshit like he also you know, other beltway creatures he also with me, he joins me, uh, uh, Murder Brian, and and liking a kind of music that everybody hates. But he's prog rock. But oh, prog rock. Yeah, that stuff stinks. <laughs> I love saying some. I love saying a kind of music stinks because then the person that hears it and is like, "Hey, wait, I like Rush," and then they get mad at me. And I'm like, why are you even getting mad at me? Just tell me corn sucks and I'll get all fucking, I'll be fucking yelling at my wife later tonight. Like this fucking scumbag on Twitter said corn sucks and I'm not going to put up with that shit. <laughs> well, Sam, it's good to talk to you. Uh, we have a full cue because everybody wants to talk to Tom, Tom Sexton tonight. Uh, That's right. No, I, I feel that. That's why I got on. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hop off. Was, why don't you nice do talking to you both? Why don't you? I'm going to get a hold of you, Sam. May, uh, may, I would like to have you, and if, if Sax wants to come on too, I'd like to have you guys come on and review one of these parody movies I'm reviewing, like superhero movie or epic oh, movie. Oh, like a scary movie and uh, one of those. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. we uh, just did I, scary I, movie. We're doing not another teen movie this week, and then we're going into the uh, really bad one. So, uh, uh, if you guys are interested, I'd love to have you on. It'll be a lot of fun. Hell yeah, we we, we could very well be interested. You know, just slide into the DMs. I will. I'll slide into the DM, Sam. All right, it's good to talk to you, buddy. I'll I'll talk. I'll get a hold of you. It's I love hearing from you, Sam. Call more. Yeah, see you, Nod. Send our best to Martha. Yeah.
do that too. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll do, we'll do. And you know, any any hot college football tips, Tom? You you know where to find me. <laughs> I got you, baby. <laughs> Ohio State. All right. Bye, Sam. Go, go, Buckeyes. Oh, he just said go Buckeyes as I hung up on him. How am, he shouldn't have done that. No. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. Uncalled for. We we got people waiting now. There, I I I opened a queue up for more people, but I'm not I'm not opening it up for any more people because we're just getting crazy busy signals, and you know we're only going to midnight. We're not doing four hours, so that's it. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, it's uh, Danny in Brooklyn. What's up, Danny in Brooklyn? How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. It's raining here, uh, so I'm not doing any food delivery tonight because I do Uber stuff. How's the food uh, delivery business going? It's good otherwise. How's the food delivery business doing? I think they... I think they sped up the um, uh, how much time, or actually they shortened the amount of time that you have to accept an order. So like before, if you were on Uber Eats, you had like 15 seconds to open your phone uh, and uh, decide if you wanted to deliver it or not. Uh, but I'm finding that it's going really quick. Uh, really? These days, which, I mean, it's usually not, yeah, I don't know. It's usually not too much of a problem. I can usually get my, my phone out. Uh, just quick enough to get it if I want it, but uh, just a little stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, have the deliveries picked up again since Delta plus the variant or whatever? <laughs> nah, people are crazy out here. Uh, people, people are just out, generally speaking. Um, I don't know the statistics exactly, but it's my understanding that like New York has been pretty good with the vaccination. So our experience may vary as to what's happening in the rest of the country. Yeah. That's um, how I like feel I think too. Big spikes right now. I mean, for me, yeah, it's I like, mean, if you want to talk about spikes. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm, I just feel like, you know what? I got the damn vaccine. Everybody around me got the damn vaccine. And, uh, I don't know, man. I, I just, I can't stay in for another year. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I've, I've been there. I'm yeah. not about to, I mean, I've had called them before. Literally like when the pandemic started, I had to decide, basically decide like, well, am I going to be an inside person or an outside person during this? And I was like, well, I make money doing bike messenger shit. So outside it is. So I've been outside the entire time. Uh, you know, touching every doorknob and pushing every elevator button in the city. I've been outside a lot. Like, I, I spend a lot of time outside. And to tell you the truth, I make it sound like I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm saying that because I have shows booked in August and September. But other than that, we also said don't book any more shows. So I don't know. We don't know what we're doing. Uh, how are, how are you handling it, Tom? Yep. What are you doing? What's your business going on like? Man, we we were talking about doing a Halloween show, but we don't know. Shit's just such in flux, and mm -hmm. I don't know. You just get a different guidance all the time, and I always wonder, well, is this 
irresponsible to do this, that, or that. And you, and you don't know. The answer changes by the day, you know, so. How bad do you get? Let me ask you this. And and you can even chime in here, too. Uh, how, how Wouldn't you just love to be like you have to show a vaccine card to get in? Like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> like the vaccine passport thing? Or just show the card. Just bring the goddamn card with you and show it to get in the door. That's that's I want to do that. We're leaving. Well, it up I'm to generally for where, I, I'm generally for anything where there's a, a cottage industry of illicit fake vaccine cards that can spring up and create jobs. <laughs> uh, that's just me. But, <laughs> you know, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I guess you know the tricky thing with all this shit is like the idea that you could still kind of be a vector or whatever. And I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, that's you know, um, what I would say. Go ahead. I would say to that is that I'm a person with uh, like a deep bike messenger work and I have a real big bag and I have a lot of bullshit inside of it. And I keep my vaccination card on me um, just in the front pocket of my bag. So I've had it the entire time I've had the vaccine and nobody's asked for it. But I feel like if you ask people to put the vaccine card in on their person, like something I kind of continually find throughout, you know, my own personal uh, discovery of the world is most people don't carry a lot of stuff. Like I carry a lot of stuff, but most people will go out with like a real small bag or just like base almost nothing. And I'm going to bet there's going to be a lot of people out there who have been vaccinated but just would not have the card on their person. The card yeah, is a, I can't tell you what that card is right now. I don't know. The card's a crummy size. We all have to sit down and talk like, hey, could you have made the card the same size as my fucking ID or a credit card? Like, then it would just be like, who cares? Just put the fucking thing in your wallet and show it. Everything's fine. We're all doing good. Because I want to make people show proof because Brad has a kid, right? And it just sucks that like, mm -hmm. uh, if everybody showed proof, I would feel reasonably fine saying, hey, we're not gonna make you wear a mask here, but we're gonna make you show proof of vaccination to get into this show. Because the thing that's stressing me out more than anything is the idea that I'm going to look out at a room full of people without faces and then try to discern if what I'm doing is working. <laughs> I, I think this is a, this is a wonderful opportunity for you, uh, Brian, because I don't, I don't believe in the time that I've listened to the show that I, I've heard you say that you've done this, but I mean, I feel like you have a bouncer vibe you could sit on the stool and like look at everybody's card and give them the old sort of like, you know, stink eye. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I think, like you got. Yeah, I think you can carry that that torch well. Well, yeah. You just like look down at the vaccine card, look back up 
bad look down, and then the person's just like, my, my picture's not on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even just to be and you like, say, I'm asking the questions here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> or just sit on stage and say, show me your vaccine card, and if somebody doesn't pull one out, I'll just shame them in front of the room. That might even feel good, too, just to do. Yeah, you could, uh, you could like, pull out, like, a little bell. And just sort of like, you know, Game of Thrones, just like, shame. Yeah. Shame. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, shame that'd be fun. I mean, our audience, I'm reasonably sure our audience is 100% vaccinated. I'm fairly certain that people that would come to our live show are vaxxed. Uh, I can't imagine they're not. Unless, you know, for some medical reason, they can't get it. So, you know, uh, uh, I don't worry too much. I actually... I actually, that's funny you should mention that because I, I mean, I have a vaccine, uh, uh, but my best friend actually, she had real trouble getting the vaccine because she has ulcerative colitis, uh, which is an autoimmune disease. So she takes like these like crazy experimental drugs that like weaken your immune system quite a bit. So she ended up getting the first shot of not the Moderna, but the Pfizer, the Pfizer one. And it fucking knocked her on her ass. And I don't think she was able to take the second one because of it. It was like a real issue. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, even I'm, the first I'm UC up. gang. Huh? I didn't have any trouble. I, I have ulcer, ulcerative colitis, too. I didn't, I didn't have any trouble with it. But I could see how some people would, particularly if you're taking, like, some sort of experimental deal and you know i take a lot of experimental drugs myself and uh i felt okay but i understand if if you know you're you're taking the bad experimental drugs that's a problem you know well we have a full <laughs> queue uh you got anything left uh, or are we good uh, I just have one other quick thing that I've been meaning to tell you guys for a couple weeks, and okay. it's in conjunction to the um, Chipotle stuff. Okay. Recently, they've gotten a lot of bad press for being kind of like anti-worker and, and what have you, and they are. They're, they're not good, you know, uh, and also their product's not very good, but where I live, uh, around Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York, there's actually a Qdoba, and a Qdoba I don't know what their um, corporate practices are. They could very well be as bad as Chipotle, but they give you free guacamole. Like they'll just straight up give you free guac. They'll give you free queso. Uh, chips are very affordable there. And I actually pulled up a map, Brian, and there's at least three Qdobas in the greater Columbus area. And I think one is relatively close to you. So if you're ever on a walk, I would encourage you to try out the Qdoba because it's pretty good. Yeah, there's I have one. To say, I have to say, Danny, I have to say, just to interject here, that could be a local thing because my local Qdoba, the guac and the queso are extra too. But I do I do agree with you. It's, it's probably better than Chipotle. Crazy. There's one in my neighborhood, like you know, just five blocks from the Chipotle. And uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'll try it this week again. But who, buddy, makes me nervous to try it. Yeah. Try it. Because Chipotle murders my stomach in a way that no other food does. Every time I eat it, I get sick. Every single time. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, it's called E. coli, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, you know, I, I think there's a, a greater a fast food wars and the sort of like burrito fast casual verse going on between like your Qdobas, your Chipotle's, your um, fucking, uh, 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 what's the other one? Baja Freshes, shit like that. But in my experience, the Qdoba's pretty good. And honestly, the Chipotle in New York is basically a utility at this place. It's just where you go if you need to get, you know, cold water or use the bathroom in New York City. So, <laughs> Or get uh, diarrhea. Yeah. If, you need to, if you need diarrhea, maybe you're trying to get off work or something <laughs> like that, you go right into the Chipotle and they'll, they'll toss you a little bit of diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, it, and if you, already, if you went to the Chipotle and you, you're getting it and you're already far away, you're going to want to have the diarrhea at the Home Depot on 23rd Street. That's a very good place to have it. Wonderful bathroom there. Hey, that, uh, Danny, <laughs> now that's helpful. Home I Depot. like the Brooklyn, the this Brooklyn all, shits like, map. <laughs> you should that. I this think is, that this is like very relevant New York stuff. I mean, the bathrooms <laughs> since COVID have been terrible. Like they, there weren't a lot to begin with, and they're even less now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're it's like that everywhere in in Columbus. They put porta potties out around town. Uh, uh, they're in really bad shape most of the time because I think people just go in there <laughs> and fucking bash them up and shit, but you can still use them. So that's something. Well, Danny, thanks for calling in and uh, please make a shit map of Brooklyn. I think that could really help. There's a lot of people living there, a lot of them in this audience, and I think that could help them. Oh, for sure. I'll try. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling, Danny. Best facilities in Brooklyn by Danny. Yeah. The <laughs> turlet. The turlet place. That's where I'm trying. I, I, the toilet map's a smart idea because, yeah, it can really suck not to have a, a I mean, I, I, can, I was going to make a map of all the places that I piss in Columbus because of COVID closing all of my good public bathrooms. I had to find places where I could go out into the trees and take a piss in downtown. So I have like a- On your walking route? Yeah, I have a great map of different- How many, time, how many times do you think you piss on an average walk? Okay, I'm a 42 year old man. So probably- Bladder's getting smaller. Yeah, prostate's getting bigger, bladder's getting smaller. Uh, I probably piss. I know for a fact I piss six times because I have six piss spots. <laughs> I go to them so at every least day. six. I love that. And then I know of three Starbucks in case I have to, you know, take a dump. Starbucks, I, I started to say, as, as a general rule, when in doubt, just go find a Starbucks because the facilities are always going to be nice. I think it's different, though, in New York, Tom, because like New York places are meaner about the public bathrooms. They might actually make you buy something, which to me is like whatever. I buy something anyway if I go in there to shit. Like I buy those Peter Rabbit apple sauces that they sell if I've already had coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah. eat it on a toilet comes right through, you know. <laughs> just shake it on down there. Yeah. All right, here we go. That here is the nice thing about yeah. No, go ahead. 
No, 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 no. Go. We can fuck around, Tom. We're allowed to in between calls. That's what we do here. You know, uh, okay, here we go. I'm just, I'm here, just getting my sea legs here. Here we go. Uh, this one, I know what it's about. Not because I've talked to, the, to them, but uh, it seems interesting. Here we go. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? Hello, Brian and Tom. Uh, you're talking to, I'll just use my Twitter handle, uh, Tommy. What, what, what? Say that again. Yeah, Cut out a little you're kind of quiet. Ah. Let me switch over to my mic. Sorry. This better? Yeah. What was your name? Yeah, yeah. I'll just use my Twitter handle. It's King Cummy. King Cummy? Like, come? Uh, like, come Like, come <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if it's come or come. It's like come and come. Okay, good, good. I didn't want to insult you. I just heard the word come and I got all excited. And, uh,. <laughs> I know Heat O'Brien's about to come out. Yeah. Heat O'Brien! Watch out. Heat O'Brien might fucking pop out and tell you about sucking titties. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hold on a second, King Cummy. One second. Tom, did Tanya tell tell you how weird I am? No, I've not not listened to any of Heat O'Brien, I have to tell you. Okay, so I'll tell you in two seconds here. I had this girlfriend when I was 16... Uh, I was afraid that she would say my dick was little. So instead, <laughs> instead of letting I, her, I already know where this is going. <laughs> instead of letting her touch it or anything, I just sucked her titties and we were together for like a year. And that's all I did. And, uh, then, you know, one time I was like, okay, you know, it's time to move to the next thing. So I was like, I'm I gonna, build enough trust with you. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to maybe go do oral for her. Right. And I was like, I start, yeah. I start to do, cause I saw it in movies, you know, I'm trying to be romantic. Yeah. My wife is in here now. And All I'm right. saying this too. I'm trying to be romantic. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to kiss down her stomach. And then, you know, I'll, I'll do oral for her. It'll be great. Right. And then I did that, but then when I got down to the waist where the underwear were, I got ultra nervous and just went back up and kept sucking titties. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, play play your strengths. (laughs) (laughs) I always say. When I told Tanya and Brett about that, they almost died. They thought I was an insane person. I was like, I was 16, and yes, I am an insane person, okay? Um, so what's up, King Cummy? What's going on? You said come. Now you got me talking about jacking off and stuff. I I knew it it would distract you. Sorry. Uh, so I work for, uh, a very evil corporation that makes soda beverages in the United States. Tom's drinking one right now, I believe. Wait a minute. Tom, you're canceled for drinking smart water. Oh, you're drinking smart. Uh, I got. Well, also, I have to tell you what I'm. I'm conducting a very, like, kind of nerdy experiment over here. I'm doing a taste test of the new Coke Zero, the old Coke Zero, and classic Coke Heavy here. Mm. How's it going? What's the? Uh, 
I gotta, I gotta say, I don't hate the new Coke Zero. It's not, it doesn't have that same aftertaste. That honestly, I think it's a bit too rich of the Coke Zero. It's, it's a little closer to regular Coke. I'm a fan of the diet taste. That's my problem, right? It's like I like that aspartame taste, and uh, so it, it's kind of a bummer that um, it's kind of a bummer, right? Like that. They've gotten rid of the aspartame because I drink diet seven up, but it just tastes like regular seven up now. It's like, fuck, okay, well, whatever. So don't get rid of all the diet drinks, please. I like that chemical flavor. It's very good. Um, so, so you work for a company that's very evil that also makes Coca-Cola. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Uh, and they decided to tell us this past week that they're going to close their factory down. Uh, I'm in Massachusetts. And they, they told us in an email before we went to a, a meeting about it. And they also decided they weren't going to tell the local press, the city, the factories in, or the state. So an anonymous employee leaked it to the press, which is the only reason why any of our politicians found out about it closing. We're going to have about 319 people lose their jobs. They're, they're planning closure by 2023, but they can fire us at pretty much any point. We're not unionized. We're all at-will workers. Fuck. So, are, I mean, really nothing even politicians can do, right? Like, like uh, um, if they're going to close, they're going to close. Has there been like uh, uh, any movement in them staying open? Not uh, nothing large. There's some talks with uh, the politicians. So the, the thing is they're, they're planning on a closure spring 2023, which is right when a tax break from the city ends. Ah, it was yes. a 10 year tax break that they are receiving. Uh, but I've, contacted who I could in the area because we're getting told various things about our severance packages. We don't know when our last day is. We're trying to plan out our fucking lives at this point. Uh, I mean, it's Coke, so they're going to do what they, they're going to do at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. can, they get away yeah, with anything. If, if y'all working in Columbia, they would just have murdered you. Yes. that's See, you're lucky in that respect that they didn't kill you. <laughs> Shades, man. Shades. <laughs> no, I'm, no I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's uh, yeah. God damn. That's fucking. Um, so are they picketing? We've we've talked uh, amongst ourselves as employees about about doing some sort of action or picketing. A lot of people are just nervous about them deciding to close it this month if we go out there. Oh fuck. And do something. So I'm trying to see who I can get in our community and trying to reach out to any sort of labor lawyers too, that would come in and help work with us. Can I ask you though, uh, uh, on the other, on the other side of this, uh, um, like, are there jobs where you're at? Is this like as good as it kind of gets there? Not, I'm not trying to be like insulting. I, I mean like no. working for Coke is not like a bad job. <laughs> it's like actually a pretty no. good fucking job. So it's the biggest manufacturer in the city that I'm in. And, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm in the gray collar area of the plant. 
And I make probably $5 hour, an hour more than what I would make at any equivalent job in the area. Uh, and I also get a pension. Well, I was supposed to get a pension up until this happening. Motherfucker. That pit, that are they offering? Uh, and I know you're not going to want to do this because it's a ridiculous thing that they do. Are they offering you to be replaced at like, if you were willing to move, would they, would they give you a job at another plant or are they just like, fuck you, you're out of here. So all our other plants that, so we don't do any soda. We're a thermal processing plant. We do juices and uh, iced tea, vitamin water, Powerade. All of our other plants in the country, one other in California is closing with us and they sold the other three to a a third party company that's uh, owned by the Dutch. There's no pensions there. They pay lower. And, uh, are goddamn Dutch for you. you can apply for a Hate job them. there. Oh, you can apply there, but they're always the secret. The Dutch are always the secret colonizers. Yeah, yeah they really are. Also. Low key, the Dutch. You're right about that. The Dutch have uh, they, they they seem innocuous, but they're really a shifty people. Yeah, and you know, as they've said on Block Party, they're also incredibly dumb. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I almost I almost stopped the flooding of Holland by sticking my finger in a dike. Oh, that's br- brilliant stuff. <laughs> that fucking sucks, man. Like, like what? So what are you uh, uh, thinking? Somebody in the chat asked what a gray collar worker is. It's like somebody that's halfway between like physical labor and desk work, right? Like that's basically what it is. That's it's what I. I I guess it would be what I did at the cable company, although I was climbing poles yeah, and in attics and stuff. Technician. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the people that worked. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, let me ask you this question, okay? Sure. Do they have any Fruitopia left? Tangerine Dream from the '90s. <laughs> there by any chance. <laughs> Brian, when I go in, I'll scour the warehouse for you and get back to you. Tom, how much do you like? Did you like Fruitopia on a scale of uh, uh, eight to ten? I love Fruitopia. <laughs> I I, 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 in fact, our school switched from uh, Coke because, like, we had a Coke bottling plant in Whitesburg growing up. And in fact, it's the college, like the community college now, but they we caught Coke U because it's got the Coca Cola plant facade and everything still there from the old days. And our school switched from like after that. Well, I mean, it was well after that plant shut down, but we switched from Coke to um, Pepsi and they brought like I think that was Fruit Works was Pepsi's like Fruitopia equivalent. Yeah. It's never the same. Yeah. It's bullshit. They have Fruitopia in Canada. I know they have Fruitopia in Canada because they were talking at McDonald's in Canada. You can get some Tangerine Dream at the McDonald's. Now, I might be full of shit. Uh, I heard them talking about it on Blocked Party, and I trust them with my life. So um, what are you thinking you're going to do? Like, uh, are you you, like already looking for another job? Are you going to ride out some unemployment, which is what I would do? I, I'm, I'm starting to throw out some applications. Uh, I kind of wanted to stick around for a little while, see if I can get any sort of severance money and then go on unemployment right after I collect that. Um, but there's, there's not going to be any jobs within a 50, 100-mile radius of me that are going to 
pay what I, I was making at Coke. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, are, are you, know. you in a, I won't, I won't dox you, but are you in a more rural or urban area? Uh, I, yeah, I'm in Western Massachusetts. So our two urban centers are like, in most states, I think they'd be considered more rural. Yeah. Man, you know, it fucking sucks, man. And, and I, I just, here's what I would say. I'm going to give you a touch of how old are you actually? First of all, I'm only 25. I just graduated college a year ago. Let me give you some advice then. Don't get another job and just be on unemployment for like 18 months and then find a job. <laughs> I'm milk that shit for all you can. I'm not even fucking around, dude. <laughs> I if you were making good money or decent money there, then your unemployment won't be too bad. It's going to be less, right? But it sounds like you yeah. might have to figure out how to live on less anyway. And uh, just if you take 18 months or a year, I promise you, you will find your place in the world over that time. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. everybody knows how I ended up doing this was that, um, you know, I got injured at work and I was off for a year and a half uh, not working and uh they i now i'm a podcaster which i i don't know if that's good but i am one and it's a way easier <laughs> job than cable guy and it makes it's i'm happier doing it so take your unemployment <laughs> for a while figure yourself out don't just because here's what here's the mistake i made right so i'm i'm working as a roofer and uh they called yeah. me in in february one year they're like hey uh you know we don't have a lot of work so we can keep you on but you're not gonna get 40 hours a week so we can either keep you on or lay you off and you can get unemployment well i had internalized so much shit from being a kid or, or from when I was younger, just stuff I'd heard my parents say, stuff I'd heard other people say that I did take the layoff, but I immediately went the yeah. next day and just got the first job I would get so that I didn't collect unemployment because I, uh, because I felt bad about collecting it. And you I were taught that was like, yeah, that was like, yeah. 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 It, it, That's that how you, I was raised too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not like that. It's, it's wonderful not to have to go to work every day. It fucking rules. <laughs> and uh, I just think if, if I think everybody should get to take a sabbatical, you know, like I, everybody should get a year off. Yeah. That would be fucking great, you know, and yeah. people would be much happier. So good luck. I hope it all works out and you know, maybe the place stays open, but all I'm saying is, Get your severance, get some unemployment, and fucking just smoke weed for a year and kind of watch TV <laughs> and then see what happens then. <laughs> All right, King All right, Fair enough. Thanks for talking to me, guys. You're welcome. Have a good night. Yeah, good luck, man. You too. Thank you. See how good I am at giving advice, Tom? I mean...
You're the best, man. That's why I always come to you with all the big questions. <laughs> People think you're, you're a one-stop shop. Of, no, you're a trusted confidant. I am. I am. I mean, I, I give advice. I mean, I, you know, uh, podcasters oftentimes will get a hold of me and be like, hey, uh, you know, could I get some advice on this? And uh, I'm really bad. And, and here's what I tell them. Hey, man, just make some friends with some people and then they get really famous and then they tell people that you're a good show and then boom, you're all set. You don't. <laughs> there isn't another way that I know how to do it. Man, the ultimate truth of of that kind of advice is you, like you have to get a little bit lucky. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just true. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the that's the shitty part of it. And the thing about it is, though, is like you may be unlucky for a long time and then get lucky all of a sudden one day when a confluence of factors come together for you. You know, yeah, you're totally right, too, because it didn't happen right away for us either. Yeah. You, you know, Chapo came out. They hit uh, they brought us up quite frequently and still bring us up all the fucking time, you know? And, uh, uh, but it also meant that as they brought us up, a bunch of people were going to come and listen to street fight. And if street fight sucked the first time they listened to it, then they were going to be like, fuck this show. I'm never listening again. So yeah. they, they would come to us and, 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 you know, we knew that we were on the hot seat and, uh, we're just like, we just have to be good every episode now for a while and then everything will work out and that's how it worked out for us but uh like i yeah. said it's very hard for me to know what it takes to actually make it other than uh be really nice to people and help people and be friends with people <laughs> is a really good policy <laughs> like the unfailingly plot i mean i think that is really the most important thing right is like you want to be nice to people you want to be somebody that people can work with and that people like to work with and do things with and uh you know the people that i would say are like sort of my inner circle uh, you being one of them tom i you're one of them because you're easy to work with and fun and and a nice guy you know that's really all it takes uh in the end oh, like I'll stop it oh you stop it well i assume that's how you <laughs> feel about me i'm trying to get you to compliment me here tom jesus christ yeah that's that <laughs> let's take another call let's 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 see what the callers are up to man some of these people have been waiting 52 minutes i feel bad for them but we're about to take their call so they'll be fine hey thank you for calling street right <laughs> Hey, who are we talking Street to? Wide. Wow. <laughs> this is that's the what we're gonna change when we become racist later on in a <laughs> right wing turn. It'll be street white radio. Uh thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh hey, it's Steph from Tritus at home on WCRS. How are you guys? Hey, how are you? Hey Jess. How's it going? I'm doing all right. Good to see Tom on the show too. Um, so I was talking to Brett earlier this week and I want to present something to the greater community street fight community, I guess, and just like get some opinions from people. Um, and this is like serious. <laughs> Not that I haven't been enjoying your banter so far. It's been great. Um, 
uh, content warning, by the way, it's about domestic violence. So I have a new neighbor that moved in recently, and uh, it's a couple, and she beats the snot out of her, and I'm not entirely sure how to deal with it. So a lot of people are like, oh, contact a domestic violence hotline, and I'm like, that's great if the woman actually wants to escape or do something about it. In, like, in the meantime, like, if someone is actually, like, committing acts of violence, next door to my house, I can't, like, I can't call the cops. They're also people of color. So I really don't want to call the cops, but what other, like, what, what else exists that is not the police, that is maybe more community oriented and safe in that kind of situation? Holy shit. Uh, Yeah. Can you call a social worker? Does anybody know if, I, I mean, the fucking thing yeah, about you, it. Go ahead, Tom. No, 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 no. I was just going to yeah. say you can. Yeah. There's usually like an ombudsman that's like can connect folks to. Yeah. I guess the thing that yeah. I, I, it sucks. Like, cause what I'm yeah. going to say might make it seem helpless, but like, mm-hmm. I, you know, people I've known that have been in the same situation have to like, make mm-hmm. the choice for themselves now that's not to say don't like do anything about it uh i right. would, i would try to contact i mean i would maybe try to contact a social worker and even like see if like if you called a domestic violence hotline and explain to them the situation maybe they I mean, they're probably going to tell you to call the cops, but they might not. They might have yeah. a different way to deal with it. I mean, calling the cops, especially if they're people of color, that's that's sort of one of those yeah. things that's like you could make it a lot worse, I guess. Well, and, and the tricky the tricky thing about that, too, is and this is just anecdotally just from I used to like dispatch at a fire department. I like encountered a lot of cops my brother's the chief of police of the town i'm from and there mm-hmm. is this sort of thing there's like so much myth making in 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 police work anyway because it's like like the fentanyl thing that everybody's been joking about on twitter like you know how like cops are like you know like there, there's that but there's also this like preconceived thing they have where they don't take you know like sexual assault seriously like i've heard cops say like well most oh, women yeah. are lying about that kind of thing anyway. You know, it's like the exact opposite of what like right. normal people think about that kind of stuff. And so and it, it's, it's the same thing with domestic violence. And probably a lot of that is because it's like if you look at statistics, a lot of cops perpetrate domestic violence on their partners at home at too. So it's like, yeah, it's like the people you're supposed to call 85 percent of them are, are, are beating their partner anyway. You know what I mean? It's like it's like. Right. That's such an over the barrel type thing. I wouldn't even know what to say. I mean, I guess yeah. my, the best the best thing is probably a social work route or like what Brian was talking about. But man, that is that's such a that is such a tough one not to escalate with like just what you're supposed to do in that situation. Yeah, the the exactly like. The police Sorry, thing sucks off, because but, um, 90, 90% of your problems in this world by most people um, 
by like in in this country most people their solution is the police for something like this something that the police yeah, are right. have are so not the right people to deal with something like this um it is crazy though because like i'm so programmed by like being american you know that the second you said this uh, the first thing i thought was like well you're probably gonna have to call the cops but no right you don't ever call the cops no, so uh exactly and it's not like it, i feel like it's not gonna end well either like the wrong person's gonna get hurt or like i don't even know i don't like you don't want to call the cops and obviously like the person who's getting beaten like if they don't want to leave the situation they're not going to and i don't know that like a social worker will change her mind or anything like that but what i'm looking for is that when an act of violence is being committed next door to my house and i hear it i can't personally stop it i i'm not a big enough person to walk up to a guy and like restrain him and say don't do this and no i like i don't know anybody who could or who would want to take that step but also i can't let somebody get hurt because it was bad. Yeah, I do have I I do wonder. I mean, do you know if other neighbors have these concerns? Do you like talk to your neighbors and stuff? Um I we got a bunch of new people. I live like in a OSU kind of area, so we got a bunch of new people in this month. Um the people across the way, uh, like it's a separate building, but the people across the way are pretty friendly but they're also really new. Um, I guess, like, like I don't even know how, like, do we get a group of people together and approach these people or what? Well, I just think that, like, when it's happening, uh, if a mm -hmm. group of you sort of know each other and are all on the same page, you might be able to, like, peel them apart so somebody doesn't get hurt i don't even know if that would help though again it's one of those things yeah, where it's like know. you know a lot of people have a lot of really bad situations going on in their life and uh, uh it sucks because you're like i want to help you i want to do something for you but there are some situations where like I don't know. You got to trust the experts. Everybody in the chat saying domestic violence crisis line will definitely be able to help and that they'll give you yeah. some directions because I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I have this real thing in, in me that is like very un, unsure about confrontation. Like it scares me. And I, right. I think, you know, it's, it's admirable that you're even trying to figure out what to do because most people would be like, well, that's none of my business and then move yeah. on. And honestly, I don't care uh, like if their marriage sucks. That's not really like my problem. Like I don't really care like what kind of relationship they have. But when someone is screaming and absolutely hysteric and like I hear them getting beaten, like that's an act of violence. And if I, if we were like walking down the street and like somebody attacked a person on the street, what would you do? Like, it's yeah. kind of like that, that situation. Like, I don't think passersby would just let that kind of thing happen. So yeah. I, I mean, but this is kind of different. I'm the passersby in this situation. 
But it's yeah, it's one of those things that you have to be delicate about because your best laid plans can make it worse for the person too if you're not, Absolutely. you know, careful. So it's yeah, it's so that's such a tough one. Yeah, I would call it a yeah. crisis line. I'm looking right now. Uh, Ohio Domestic Violence Network is here, and yeah. uh, wait a minute, is that one of this Family Violence Coalition too? is is downtown but yeah i would i would check out the ohio domestic violence network and uh see what okay. they have to tell you about what you can do about something like this yeah. and uh you know hopefully they'll help the the number here is 614-781-9651 and it's in the big brothers big sisters building on dublin granville road so uh okay that one i didn't know about so yeah can yeah you keep that name for me again ohio domestic violence network and then just ask them for advice they they might tell you there's nothing you can really yeah. do but um yeah i would just ask them for advice to see what they think right. and tell them your concerns cool. okay. about the police too of course yeah that's you know it's a big deal it is. I, that's a, that's right. where my concern is. Well, thanks for calling in. If anybody else gets a hold of us, we'll pass it on. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Um, have fun at the gathering of the juggalos, I guess. We will. I'm excited to see what you guys uh, are. You guys gonna like document this in any way? Because it sounds fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. There's gonna be stuff. That's I mean, cool. we might record a podcast there. We we will definitely so it ends on saturday so we'll be here on sunday doing the call-in show and uh cool. we we're gonna film stuff and videos and yeah you'll you'll see a lot of it well, i mean we use like business money to do it so we have to document it <laughs> oh yeah well you can do like like heavy metal parking lot but for juggalos yeah maybe i mean <laughs> yeah usually me and brett are afraid to talk to people but uh this time my brother's coming and his kids are pretty big juggalos and they know a lot of people in the scene so we will have a lot more access to people than we might generally have if me and him just went alone so uh we're gonna do something there we just haven't really talked about it yet yeah. like what kind of equipment we're gonna bring and and all that stuff but we will do something you will see this it doesn't seem it's like somewhat foreign to me. Like I, I do a lot of music stuff, but that is like uncharted territory for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been to like it probably 30. is for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I've seen ICP over thirty times, I think. So, I, I mean, I've been to their shows a lot, but I've never been to the gathering. This is my first gathering, so I'm, I'm pretty. Did excited. you go? Did you go to the uh, the anniversary Malenko show? few years ago no i didn't i uh uh i didn't go to that i mean the most i've done recently has been the march on washington that was like the big thing uh, and then now every time they come through town somebody that works for them must listen to street fight because they contact me and get me into the shows so i just go if i get that if i get contacted i just go because i'm guest listed but uh you know like i said i i have seen them like 30 times i i was kind of hoping they would play malenko or riddle box in its entirety at this thing but they're doing bizarre and bizarre which there's some songs on there i like but uh that's at the tail end of my time as a full-fledged juggalo you know so 
Uh, we'll see. I'm yeah. excited. Danny Brown's there too. So that'd be fine. Yeah, he it's- kicks ass. Oh, and Tom, here's one for you, right? That you'll like. Kid and play are there. So, oh yeah, are you kidding yeah, we're <laughs> gonna be seeing kid and play live. Yeah. Well, house party, <laughs> yeah. yeah, classic movies, by the way. Well, thanks for calling, uh, and uh, yes, we yeah. will document this. Great, have a good time. Enjoy the fago. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Believe me, that's the best part. <laughs> right. Bye. Yeah, man. Uh, kid and play. Uh, Chris Hansen is. Uh, it's hosting one Chris, Chris Hansen from from As uh, in the catch a predator. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> He's the host on Friday night. Fascinating. I'll, 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 I'll let, I'll tell you who's there. Cause I, it, it, it's, it is like a pretty goddamn good lineup. Really? Uh, one of them that I didn't know DJ Paul. Yeah. Three, six. Yeah. He's going to be there. Uh, I want to go ahead and tease a little something. I, uh, DJ Paul is going to be on my new podcast. Yeah, people uh, uh, are very excited about that. They actually want an update on that. I'm going to be on it. So yeah, Brian's going to be on it. Yeah, there's that's it. Yeah, but but yeah, uh, people did say that I I can't let you get away without telling them what what's going on. When's it going to come out? Oh, my, uh, my new one, yeah. Gangsta Man. Yeah. uh october october 3rd there you go i got it out of you uh ra the rugged man tom do you know him i do know ra the rugged man one uh, probably the only white rapper that collaborated with biggie when he was alive <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's gonna be there vanilla ice of course uh i'm trying to see here and then yeah that's the big stage the clown the bedlam stage the clown drip stage i'm not sure who's over there uh i'm seeing the dayton family yeah dayton family yeah hell yeah yeah they're cool icp doing dog beats which is their first album ever oh yeah (laughs) yeah they're gonna do dog beats in there in its entirety (laughs) so amazing yeah yeah there's some good stuff there man they always put something together you know they always have like a lot of crazy people there so i'm pretty excited this will be worth checking out let's take one more call and then we'll hit a break tom how's that sound sounds good thank you for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight this is bear from georgia back again What's up, Bear? How's it going? What's up, Bear from GA, baby? Going pretty well. It's going pretty good. So uh, what's up tonight? Uh, I'm going for an update on the uh, serial entrepreneur situation. Oh, my God. I got to tell Tom a little bit about this. So, Tom, this guy got a job, right, at a uh, gas station uh, with this guy that's like a – like one of those weird entrepreneur guys like so he's he's doing the rolled ice right you know that stuff the the tie yeah yeah yeah. so he's doing that but so this guy gets a job bear gets a job there right and bear is like oh you know i really like coffee and then the guy's just like oh well let's start selling coffee then you know and uh gives bear a budget and lets him just set up doing coffee and then bears like uh i like bagels 
And the guy's like, let's start selling bagels then. So me and Brett were like, man, you could probably get him into selling all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> like he's just one of those serial entrepreneur guys. That's just like, I need to, I always have to be selling, you know? So uh, what's yeah, the update? All right, all right. Yeah. What's the update? Okay. So since the last time I called in, I've also gotten him to invest in protein shakes, which I think is hilarious. Wait, he's selling protein shakes? He, yeah, I got him. I was like, man, you know what we really need? If you're all about this health stuff, because like, he's doing like non-dairy uh, rolled ice cream too, right? Because he's like a vegan or something. Okay. So he wants to get in on the health craze. And I'm like, dude, you should sell protein shakes too. We got plenty of gyms in the area, plenty of people who like, eat that kind of thing like we need to sell smoothies and protein shakes and he's like absolutely and i walk in today and he's got like a full range of like collagen powders and protein powders and like just frozen fruits in all the fridges and freezers now and i'm like oh my god he did it yeah you could really get something going on here i mean what is the why i'm trying to think of a good i mean delta a Maybe you could tell them Delta eight and CBD is really good for like after you work out, you know, you might be able to get into that. Yeah. Like post-workout calm down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go a little off label with the gas station drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sell some mini things. Maybe, uh, maybe he can get into Just that. Just get him to sell straight Kratom. Oh yeah, Kratom, man. You could definitely I, I don't know what the legality of it is where you're at, but uh Kratom might not be a good long term thing because uh I think they're gonna ban it soon. So but I'm not sure. But you have to have a like a bad shit like purpose for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think it's, it's Kratom works perfect for a pre workout. Everybody loves doing a nice full cup of Kratom tea before a workout. Yeah, I mean, that actually a lot of people do that, actually. So that might not be the worst idea. I can't think of anything like maybe see if he wants to start selling T-shirts because that is like really pushing the boundaries of what you would sell in a gas station that sells rolled ice smoothies, coffee and bagels. Although now I'm starting to think maybe some different totally different kind of food like you see how many different kinds of food you can get this guy to sell <laughs> well we had a we had a, this huge trend that happened recently where we had people opening up these like uh fermented food places and okay. they sell like just a ton of like really like fresh fermented food and it supposedly had some crazy health benefits or something that i don't believe in but like I'm sure I could get him going on that too. And we can also just have all this old fermented food in the back that we sell to people. And we're like, no, it's great for your digestion. Yeah. Yeah. Kombucha. Maybe that might be a move. Kombucha. Oh, we could definitely sell kombucha. Oh, he'd love it. You just tell him it's good for gut health or whatever. Uh, this guy's great. Thank you for keeping us posted on this. Please try to get him to sell something oh, new we this week. <laughs> We got, we got the store set up more. We oh. finally got everything at the store set up. So the business is like almost open. Like the grand opening is supposed to be this Saturday. 
So it's not open. He's just fucking being like. It's not even open. He just keeps tossing money into this. Oh, this is going to be a disaster, but it's going to be so funny. It's going to be a funny disaster. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I do too. I love a guy that's just like, fuck it, man. I got, he probably got a fucking small business loan for more than he needed, you know? And he's just maxing it out. Like he has money, you know? Yeah, he got a PPP he, loan, but he, he's not spending it down yet, so he's got to pump it into something. So yeah. it's like <laughs> fraudulent. <laughs> he's opening another business too. Like while he's still getting this shop opening, he's opening this an, another one, and it's called Social Madhouse. I'm gonna call this one out <laughs> because it's supposed to be a like membership-based vegan restaurant and tennis court and like. A basketball court too but it's all like private and membership based uh, uh, it, it's like a, it's like the worst hype house you could imagine yeah 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 it's like the worst kind of like not country club oh yeah. no there i've never heard of anything like this so i googled social madhouse just to see and this might be my uh uh search results but it's all anti-social social club stuff showed up so there's not another really? place with that name and that's good news god this is i mean i'm excited to see how far away he can make this go that's fucking crazy idea right so in in columbus we have the central ohio athletic club and it is a members only place like a social club with a gym and has all the good gym stuff and it's got a bowling alley it's got all this stuff in it but it is straight up for rich people and not only is it for rich people right but it's for like legacy rich people like regular fucking people will not sign up for a club like this (laughs) yeah I've been to other places like this, like closer down towards Atlanta. And what the real move is, is to show up looking as poor as possible. I mean, like rip up your cargo pants, like rat out your t-shirt and then just like, cause most of them have like a one day trial thing and just go in for the one day trial and walk around like you own the place. And it really makes the other customers uncomfortable. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, and what I'm hoping is, since I'm in with this guy, I can get a membership here and walk around like that every day. Yeah, you got to get a membership. Uh, hopefully, here's the thing, though, right? And I'm not an elitist, okay? That's not what I'm trying. This is not what I'm trying to say. So don't people start yelling at me about this, okay? Well, I'm going to say this because I think it's important that people hear this. They <laughs> might. If they don't have a dress code, then uh, that's going to be a prop. People aren't going to go there, right? Like, because again, people don't pay for social clubs. Like the only people in the fucking world that pays to go to a social club are rich people that have been rich their whole life and they want to network. You know, uh, oh, I'm looking at the chat, by the way. Uh, somebody said maybe you could get them to have bootleg mixtapes. Uh, um, would oh be a my fun. God. Yeah. Bootleg mixtapes. Bootleg mixtapes. Yeah. Somebody said that we already have like three other gas stations doing it like nearby. 
Yeah. Wow. Why don't yeah. we have mixed tapes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Taco salad dispenser, which is an odd sounding thing, but might get him going. Uh, arcade machines. Okay. okay. Uh, sell knives. Uh, somebody said you should have them sell knives. That is sort of like a good. That is sort of a good idea, right? Oh, you know what you should do? Oh, somebody just gave me this idea. Tom, tell me I'm not a genius businessman for this idea. Somebody in the chat said sauerkraut rolled ice. And at first I was like, sauerkraut rolled ice? Who would ever fucking make something like that? But then I just remembered in Brooklyn last week or so, a place made macaroni and cheese ice cream and it sold yeah. out quickly. That's that are you seems... serious? Yeah. Yeah. Right? This is a genius. I mean, savory ice cream. Sonic huh? had that... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Get him to do macaroni. Sonic and had that like pickle sushi and everyone hated it. Like the pickle sushi sold terribly. Yeah. Well, I think the best thing you can do, just try macaroni and cheese because you can show him the news story, right? Like you can show him this news story like, man, you know, they did macaroni and cheese ice cream in Brooklyn, New York, and you can be the first person to bring it to market and uh, it's going to be great. You know, you're all set. So I, I got, I got an idea. I got an idea. Have you ever saw a place that doesn't sell condoms but does sell dental dams? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go into. I'm gonna go to uh, your place of business. I'm gonna get some sauerkraut rolled ice cream, and I'm gonna be like Hedo O'Brien and not go all the way. But I might eat some pussy tonight, <laughs> and I want to do that in the safest manner possible. So I'm gonna get some sauerkraut rolled ice cream and a dental dam. <laughs> and then you're said you're gonna have the the weirdest night, but it's gonna be fun. Yeah, God, I, don't I mean, even... after some sauerkraut rolled ice cream, you have to have the dental dam. You're gonna yeah. mess something up down there if you don't. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, try to get a gross kind of ice cream. I think is the next move. Just show them the piece about the macaroni and cheese ice cream, and then be like, hey. Uh, uh, we should come up with something like this and just brainstorm with them. And even if it's just macaroni and cheese, maybe do lasagna or tomato ice cream and see if he'll fucking do that. Cause that would be wild. I would be really into that. Yeah. I, I think that I could probably get him to do that, especially if I could show him like a newsletter, like he'd be all on that. And then he'd make something like a step up. He'd be like a vegan macaroni ice cream with like, this like being curd cheese or something yes yes if you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because you guys know that like if you tell a guy like this that something and somebody in the chat said if something happened in brooklyn it must be good if you fucking tell somebody that something happened in brooklyn they really believe that shit you know they're just like brooklyn well shit you know that's where all the stuff comes from so even though Atlanta is way cooler and a bigger hub of culture, but that's just one man's opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Atlanta's very cool. I mean, I didn't love it there the first time I went, but when I was there with you, it was fantastic. I just want to say, like, name a rap song, a big rap song that didn't come out of Atlanta in the last uh, five to seven years. And also, name a rap song from another place that didn't sound like it was from Atlanta in the last five or seven years. <laughs> Atlanta fucking does rock, man. The Claremont Lounge, baby. Hey, Kanye didn't do it, didn't ascend to heaven in New York City. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, Bear, good luck. Get this guy to sell something funny. And uh, keep us posted on this. I love it. Will do. Absolutely will. Have a good night, buddy. Yeah. See you, Bear. You too, man. Bye-bye, Bear. So what we are going to do... Oh, man. I just got British. First, I say street white radio, and then I get British. We're going to come back. We're going to clear out the calls. And uh, don't call. If you're not already on hold, don't call. We are full up. And uh, if you're in line, stay in line. If you're in line, stay in line. But we're nobody else can call. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, we'll you be have, back. We have to legally let you vote if you're in line. Boo. Oh, I don't like that. But uh, thanks for calling. <laughs> thanks for whatever. I'll talk. Uh, we'll see you in a few minutes.
Welcome back to Street Fight Radio, the call-in show with me and my co-host for the night, Tom Sexton. Hi, Tom. What's up? You ready? Thank you. We're going to knock these out now. It's time to knock out some calls. Here we go. Let's get back in the queue here. Yep. We're going we're gonna to get all these done. Hey, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? What up, what up? It's Fat Rocker 5000. How you guys doing? Great. How are you? What's up? I'm doing good. I've been, uh, I'm actually working right now. I've been, I'm out delivering. I've been doing the dishes. I've been uh, cutting pizzas. I've been driving around. Uh, it's very exciting, Tom, that you're on tonight. Yeah, I'm old. Why not? <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck it. You know, I was <laughs> yeah you're getting it done man I it's, it's very exciting tom man like hey you're on and i i i uh you're i gotta say your voice super soothing <laughs> i appreciate that man. i gotta say the same thing tom i find your it, voice to be very soothing it's like it's like it's like it's like a knife with silk it's just it just cuts right through and it's, it's so pleasant <laughs> I appreciate that, bro. That's got to feel good. Don't, don't laugh like that, man. Good Lord. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Freak, freaking me out. Yeah. So what's going on tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, not, not, not much. I know you guys got a lot going on. I'm actually about to hit a delivery here, so I can't really take too long anyway. Uh, but I was going to say, I've got a, a few things going through my mind, uh, with some of the stuff we're talking about tonight, a uh, person calling with a domestic violence call. Holy shit. I totally relate. That was, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's tough. It's a tough thing. I've been, I've been in that exact situation and I went through those exact feelings. So it was really nice to like get some risk, like, you know, what we're supposed to do, what we can do, uh, other than just call the cops. You know, it was, that was, so that was really, that was helpful. Um, the other thing is I watched that, um, that HBO docu-series. It was, I don't know if I thought it was dog shit. The one about, um, Woodstock and, uh, it's just, you know, it just bring, have fucking, have these, these fucking promoters and these asshole fucking people think that they can put on fucking huge ass events and not have enough fucking toilets. Like just figure out fucking plumbing and you just won't have these fucking problems. Yeah. Like it's all, it all comes down to being able to take a fucking shit like and be clean and not have to swim in it in a day. Well, I didn't like, take uh, a it, shit it, the whole time I, I was there. So I was doing really well. Yeah. I mean, you probably <laughs> like, I had, you pro like your body just like was like in survival mode. You're like, I can't do that. Yeah. That's just, I can't do it. And it's not going to happen. So it just shut it. Just shut it down. Yeah. And Terrence and I went to uh, Bonnaroo in, I think, 2014. And like by day oh, three, yeah. it was like, oh, yeah. fuck oh, it. it was, it, yeah, it was like, it was the, yeah, the year Kanye was there. It was like fucking Mad oh, Max yeah. or something. By like day three, like you go try to take a shower and it's like there's like shit forts around all the showers. It's just fucking shit forts, yeah. Do they like, have stalls? Yeah, like, just poop, poop. Did, did they have they stalls, have, Tom? They have stalls, but the poop was above. The poop crested every single toilet that you checked out. <laughs> the poop was like yeah, above like, the, the toilet line. Every single one. 
Yeah, it was fucking disgusting. How yeah, did you like Bonnaroo? Yeah. They got a lot better. See, I went, I went 2014 too, and I had a great time because I was 18 and it was wild. But uh, I went, you know, 10 years later, and it got a lot more corporate. But I gotta say, the 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 bathroom situation way better. Yeah, not perfect, but like you know, they got their quote unquote, you know shit together. I guess. Music yeah. festivals are a young man's game. I feel. True. Oh God, no, it's true. Well, the second time I went, okay, so I learned a couple of things. I went as like kind of a vendor, a friend, you know, had a business, and uh, and, and so I got to like kind of work there, and then you know, kind of I had like you got I had a centralized location. See, like the other part, you're you're right, it's young man's game because it's like when you're out, like just out in the damn like you know open world like you got nowhere to just be and then uh if you have if you do a uh, you can volunteer i think and uh like you volunteer so many hours and it's hard to get one of those volunteer spots because they're coveted but if you volunteer so many hours you get a free ticket and you can also like kind of have a access to like you know clean your bathroom places to like hang out but yeah anyway that was i got it i got i'm gonna cut it real short because i gotta make this delivery but yeah fucking promoters uh don't do it unless you're gonna fucking have enough toilets for us humans to be fucking humans and otherwise we're gonna fucking burn your shit to the goddamn ground all right i gotta go all right have a good night buddy <laughs> See you, man. All right, bye how'd you like the documentary tom I thought of you the whole time. <laughs> like, like I, I, I could just see like when they were, when, you know, cause there were no cell phones at the time. Right. So like everybody was like calling on using the pay phones and stuff. And I was like, I could see Brian going to the pay phone and trying to, you know, no, get some, you know, you know. now what, what was your experience? Like you were attending. I was there, but I didn't. I I didn't need to do the payphone thing. I probably wanted to. Really? You didn't. You didn't go. You didn't go to the payphone to call home. I didn't go to the payphone to call Katie back home. Uh, now she's shaking her head like, "Yeah, no shit, you didn't. You fucking asshole. Uh, <laughs> you fucking titty sucker. <laughs> yeah, you fucking bullshit titty sucker. Okay." <laughs> was not a good festival uh, it wasn't a good festival it was an even worse documentary i think <laughs> <laughs> that docu the documentary is somehow was shittier than this thing that was notoriously a dumpster fire the documentary was shameful is is how i feel <laughs> So, well, listen to, to take it back to heat O'Brien for a little bit. It was funny because the doc was like, Yeah, when you watched it on pay per view, it was clear the cameramen were just zooming in on women's tits, and then it's like, Are basically doing the same thing you're doing in this documentary right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 they did do that. It's like, Man, yeah. you showed an awful lot there, you really, yeah. <laughs> earned your r rating or your hbo max spot i guess yeah <laughs> all right here we go thank you for calling street fight who am i talking to tonight hey this is uh brandon from uh cars and comrades podcast talked to you guys a couple weeks ago oh yeah what's up brandon how are you what's up brandon uh tom great great talking to you love your show man uh, Thanks, man. So I love uh, it too. Up, update on my job situation. Pardon? I, I love it too. So just you Thanks, know, <laughs> getting in there. You're welcome, Tom. Oh hey. well, now, now I don't feel so special. 
I'm yeah. trying to make Tom special, and you're stealing my glory, man. No, I'm stealing Tom's glory. You love my show too, right? Well, enough that I call in sometimes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on tonight, Brandon? Um, well, last time I talked to you, I had just uh, quit my job with a greeting card. And uh, you told me that the move would be if they offered me more money to stay. So I figured I'd give you the update. What happened? Uh, my supervisor came to me about a week after I put in my notice and let me know, uh, you know, I think I can get you another dollar if you'll stay. Would you be interested in doing that? And I'm like, no, <laughs> hard no. Oh, I mean, <laughs> and uh, a dollar's not a bad uh, raise, I, though. I I told him for a dollar I would have stayed. For two dollars I'd come back. Yeah, I think two bucks, man. That's a good raise. But that's eighty dollars a paycheck, or forty dollars for one, right? Or yeah, it's eighty dollars uh, a paycheck or one sixty because you probably get paid every two weeks because everybody does these days. I get paid by I got paid bi monthly, so oh, it's like that. the weird not even every two weeks thing. Oh yeah, it sucks. Yeah. But that that was uh that wasn't even the good news. On uh, on my last day I got a call from a new job and, and instead of uh taking a dollar to an hour raise, I got a ten dollar an hour bump with, at a new job. Oh, see now you're rich. That, now, yeah, calling that's, here. Yeah. now you're just flexing. <laughs> yeah, you call in here rich. Now me and Tom gotta sit here and feel bad about ourselves. Yeah. I'm probably like not. It, there's a lot of layoffs at this place, so it's not consistent throughout the year. But that's even better because then I can just collect unemployment for a couple of months a year or something. Yeah, I gave that advice earlier. You know, uh, take it. The real flex isn't making more money; it's working less. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's why I have a good flex. You know, I work uh, uh, six hours a week and. I complain every minute of the entire six hours, and then I uh, do the podcast where I also just complain on the podcast. So, <laughs> professional complainer, really, if, if we're really being honest about my job. Yeah, that's not a bad gig is getting paid to complain about stuff. It's not. It's not. But people expect me to tell jokes, too. That's where the problems come in like oh come on I, I i i was just coming on here to complain <laughs> well you just have you just have tom pick up your slack yeah i am tonight i'm well, having... in, in jokes or complaining yeah i'm only good at complaining <laughs> that's why that's we're at an impasse yeah me and tom are both really good at complaining but jokes are just kind of like oh that takes more work I'm going to be honest with you guys. I cannot help you out with this problem. Yeah, we're monkey wrenching is what we're saying. Hey, I'm not going to tell no fucking jokes. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, dance, dance, puppet, dance. No, sir. Yeah, nope. I'm not doing it. I'm out. Okay. I don't have to tell jokes. Uh, you know, we got this nice big office that is uh, sweltering hot. We found out uh, while we're recording. So that's feeling good. But uh, Brandon, thanks for calling. Good luck. Yeah, I don't want to hold you guys up. I know you're busy, but uh, you know, y'all were happy for me that I, I I quit my job last time. So I figured I'd let you know it worked out like really fucking good for me. Fuck yeah, ten more dollars an hour is like having two you jobs. Guys. You're gonna feel like you're a guy with yeah, two jobs. 
Well, it's union too, so there's like all sorts of benefits and like over like overtime and time and a half and double time for like everything. Oh, you're about to have all. Okay, that's about that's about enough. At now, <laughs> <laughs> call, call us back in a couple weeks and let us know how the other half lives. Yeah, really. Well, let let me know what it's like to be a guy with a boat, because that's what I assume everybody. <laughs> yeah. Who makes a lot of money? I don't think. Oh, I don't think I, I. No, I'm good on that. Hard pass on the boat. Ah, nobody wants a good a night, man. Take care. Me. All right, take care, man. See you, Brad. They're fun, but they're so expensive. Well, well you know, you're right. Money pit. Oh, don't <laughs> say that. That's what everybody says to me when I say I have a dream of being a boat, a guy with a boat. They always say those things are a goddamn money pit, and I'm like, well, I mean, come on. I like. Uh, Here's the thing. You and I are both white trash, and when you're white trash and you make money, the first thing you buy is a boat. So it's, <laughs> it's just coded in our DNA, you know what I mean? <laughs> or a jet ski. If you're like yeah. white trash, but you don't have boat money, you're like, I'll just get a jet ski then. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I was on uh, the POD cast earlier last week I, when we were recording. I had me and John were looking up cigarette boats. Uh, uh, yeah. I want one of those now. 3,000 horsepower yeah. on one of those. God. Yeah. Amazing. Hauling ass, dude, and taking names. It's a great. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? Hello, hello, gentlemen. This is uh, Clementine in Pittsburgh. How's it going? Great. How are you, Clementine? Hey. Oh, having a blast. Having such a good time. I just wanted to tell you guys a quick story. Um, so I went to Penn State for college during the beautiful, horrible uh, Sandusky Joe Paul scandal. Um, my junior year, I turned 21. Uh, right before that, I started getting, like, dipping my toes into radical water, joined the DSA, um, which was a pretty big deal coming from a very Republican family. And, uh, you know, on my 21st birthday in January, I got absolute, you know, shit-faced, which was fine. But I was walking down the street. My friend was walking me home. And there was a police officer going by. It's probably about 2.30 in the morning. Um... And uh, the police officer going by, I, you know, held up both my middle fingers and started yelling, like, you fuck the police, go fuck yourselves. Um, so, of course, they took umbrage with this, evidently. So they, they stopped and they started talking to me. And I just kept being really belligerent with them. Um, the police officer got closer to me. So I, you know, kind of lost control at that moment. I threw up on the cop. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they just had me sit in the police cruiser until an ambulance came and picked me up and you know, I, w I woke up in the hospital. I they didn't pump my stomach. I was fine. Uh, the nurse was like, I hope you had a nice birthday. And I said, yeah, I mean, I think it was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, everyone bought drinks for me, and I got to forget about the horrors of being at Penn State at that time for a little while. And it was a nice time See, all together. Joe, Joe Paterno's still a free man, but, yeah, I guess I did have a good birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the ultimate atrocity with all of it was everybody being so upset, like, oh, they're slandering Joe Pa's name. It's like, oh, not that Joe knew. Not that Joe knew what was yeah. going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, did what he, he did what he was supposed to do. Fuck out here. <laughs> yeah, he, he can go fuck himself. It's fine. And they rotten hell Joe Pa. But, uh, yeah, that, that's really it, guys. I <laughs> 
Well, hey, can I ask you a question, though, about the story here? When you were yelling at the cops yes. after they came and started getting ready to, like, arrest you and stuff, did you by any chance say something like, I thought this nation had freedom of speech? Oh, God, no. I wish I had, though, because that really would have been quick on my toes. I, <laughs> That's what I, I would say. I thought I was in a free country that promoted freedom of speech. Yeah. Missed opportunities, they're, I guess. <laughs> they're, they're just cuffing and stuffing you, and all you can say is, this isn't the country I grew up in. <laughs> that might work, though. <laughs> the way these guys' politics work. You know, I was planning on celebrating on my 31st birthday that I would – uh 10 year anniversary, try to throw up on another cop and maybe I'll, I'll pull it out that time. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him there's freedom of barf too. <laughs> that was, see, I told you I'm a bit bad at jokes right now, but, uh, thanks for calling in. No, it's, it's a good story. Yeah. Thanks guys. You took care. Love to talk to you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a good night. Yeah. See Clementine. Clementine. Very nice. Very nice. All right, here we go. Here we go. We're burning through them now, Tom. We're we're uh we got two left here. Hey, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to? Hey there. Uh this is uh I'm I'm Will from Chattanooga. What's up, Will from Chattanooga? How's it going? Chat, baby. I'm going pretty good. Uh, I'm just about to, I was about to step outside to figure out, but uh, now I was calling in because I've got a really good um, fake lottery ticket story that I've been meaning to call in for since like the Hellfire tour forever ago. Nice. Uh, let me um, ask you this though. Is your like speaker, is your, because yeah. I can't, you're, you're muffled. You're very muffled. So if you're like on your phone, I, it might be up with it. Huh? What oh, was I that? just said I was going to get off Bluetooth. Oh, you sound great now. Oh, okay. you sound yeah, that, yeah, that's good. You sound cool, 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 cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I thought you said, I, I hold on, I got to get out this whip it. And I was like, that's not going to fucking help with <laughs> sound. <laughs> that will do nothing for the sound. <laughs> there was a period there. No. Where like all the Brooklyn people were doing whippets all the time. And it was, Will used to co-host a lot with me. And he would just do whippets through the whole thing. And it was just like, how are you podcasting and doing whippets through the whole thing? Yeah, that'd be I, I, that'd be a lot. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I barely do it high. Oh. Okay, so I'm sorry. What? So what's going on there? Oh, no, I, I actually I called in for. Uh, I've got a really good fake lottery ticket story. Okay, I've been yeah. meaning to call in tell the story since like the Hellfire tour. Hell yeah. I thought tonight would be a good night since Tom. He uh, the I've been thinking about calling with the story since Tom did the prank on uh, Sam's on that live episode. Oh, I was going to say that wasn't Tom though. That did that. You, you can't uh, make, you can't make Tom responsible for that because, uh, I think I I did did the inspiration. (laughs) Yeah. You also did. Okay. You also did buy the, uh, real lottery tickets that, uh, uh, because here's something people might not know when you go on tour with Tom, he buys lottery tickets and likes to gamble period. So very cool. I'm into it. Uh, yeah. Him and Brett did those coin pushers 
at south of the border truck stop <laughs> for hours <laughs> right and the reason is because you got to keep the quarters which is that it's not like that anywhere else in the world no i mean you didn't make any huh. money off of it but you, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> we live about three days per day that's all right <laughs> <laughs> all right so so what's up with the lotto tickets oh yeah so back in the this is like a decade ago uh my grandpa got all of uh the people at like all these uh all the adults in his life lottery tickets were on his christmas card uh and they were fake but um and like I remember, like my dad opened shit, and it was like whatever. But uh, one of the people I gave it to was a gambling buddy of his that was my coworker, and uh, she was this eighty-year-old lady, and um, she did not open up the Christmas card until like six months later, after she got it for Christmas, and found found it and scratched it, and said she won thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> oh she drove my god! Two hours. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> and uh she um I I didn't she actually uh she she got there and they you know she got to the water ticket place and they were like, Yeah, you didn't win anything. She oh. came back uh and she didn't speak to me for like weeks. And I was like, What what happened? And I came to find out that's what happened. She drove uh, two hours to 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 like trade it in. Yeah. Oh. Before they like, she realized that they. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god! Brutal. Was she mean? Which? Which? Yeah. She, was she like a mean person? No. No, not really. It was one of those things. Like, I, I, she was a coworker of mine. Honestly, she just uh. Um, but it was, uh, I, I, she was just like a boss of mine, really, but not even like really, I worked at like a, a library at the time. So it was like a really weird, I was like, uh, I, I was actually working under the table at the library. Um, so that was a really interesting dynamic there. Were you working at one of those little, little libraries <laughs> like, in the front yard? Yeah. Yeah. One of those tiny libraries. libraries. I like the idea of working getting paid under the table at the public library. <laughs> yeah. I uh I, I, I got paid under minimum wage, but uh they uh they just didn't pay me any tax they didn't do like the I got like it was like five bucks an hour and like uh over a decade ago, but it was after like the seven dollar thing. And so it was just like, well and I didn't really it wasn't a big thing to me at the time, honestly, because I was like I, I was just I I had I just had to pay for gas and shit. It was like high school money, whatever. So five dollars yeah, is basically seven dollars, though. Five dollars under the table is yeah, basically seven dollars an hour. Yeah, I, I I didn't really do the math. <laughs> yeah, uh, at the time, yeah. I trust. Yeah, like it was it it was very chill. It was, it was a good time. This was honestly probably the best job I ever had. Yeah, Jason already left, because- but. He uh he worked under the table for a long time uh mo- as a mover and just got paid at the end of every day and uh, I remember when he told me what he was making and I was like that kind of sucks and he's like it's under the table and it's like oh 
Okay. So it's a lot more. And uh, he did pretty good there. Yeah. I'd hate to get paid every day, huh. though. Oh, yeah. See, I, I didn't get paid every day. I got, um, I would just like wrote, write down my hours and then like handed them in. They're like, okay, cool. Here's the money. They and handed then, I really got paid whenever I want to. Yeah. At the library. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I never heard of that, anything like that. But uh, hey, you know, you got to take it where you can get it. And five dollars an hour under the table in high school is good money. That's yeah, pretty good. It it was it was it was it was really nice, especially the first year that I had it because I was just a, like a freshman in high school and go after school for a couple hours, and I would just end up spending all my money on rock band songs. So yeah. that was <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's a good use of money, to, in my opinion. So, yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, uh, good story. Good story. Yeah. See you Peace. All. Bye. All right. See last me. last call, boys and girls and non-binary people. Uh, last call. Here we go. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to tonight? Uh, hey, I think you're talking to me. Yeah, it's you. Hey, can you hear me? Uh-huh. Uh, I thought I'd be talking to Brett and Brian, but uh, I think I'm talking to Brian and Tom. Uh, Tom. Yeah, talking to Brian and Tom. Yeah. Some people well, say it's better. Both beautiful <laughs> what was that? Uh, I think I fucked it up even after looking at your faces on, uh, Twitch. Yeah. Um, but so, so what's going no. on tonight? Uh, um, I think I have a recommendation for you after all night long. Uh, so it's like, Damaged cars, uh, wrecks to riches, and it sucks, but it is kind of like, uh, well, the whole show sucks, so you'll love it, but it is like, uh, Bars. I'm sorry that I'm fucking this up, but you're but okay, like, buddy. Uh, Calm okay. down. You're okay. You got all time in the world. Yeah. Uh, like uh, bars that fuck up and uh, uh, all all the cool shows that are reality shows. And they want to sell you something, and they don't do their jobs right. So, but no, uh, it's really cool uh, because they have a tyrant in charge of them. Okay, I'll so take a look. Making you do your job. Uh, a tyrant. 
Okay. I'll take a look. Hell yeah. Sorry, I got nervous. It's I okay, buddy. I love you. You're okay. I love you guys. I love you too. Have have a good night, pal. Have a very good night. You're my best buddy. Oh, no, right. I, I'm not. I'm not afraid of give, but I'm a little bit of a soft boy. So, oh, you're I okay. You. Uh, hey. You're you're mo- you're amongst kindred spirits. Hey, I'm not soft. I'm tough as hell. Right here. Well, well, thanks for calling. I'm used to uh, having Brett just be mean. Okay. I'm not saying Brett is mean. I am. But He's pretty mean. I am. I got some dick. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there's like a second person that's just going to sock me in the face. Well, you, you got the sweet boys tonight. And uh, Brett would never be mean. No, I know Tom is like the nicest guy. He's not nicer than me. Well, I mean, I'm nice. I'm very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tom is probably the nicest guy you could have as a replacement, though. Oh, yeah, as a replacement. Yeah, he's the nicest replacement guy, but he's not any nicer than me, you know? Well, you I know, don't I... Think he is the nicest guy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, Tom? Gonna I'm get a replacement, then it would be. I'm a good, sweet boy. What can I say? You're too nice. Though, see, I'm I'm nicer than you, but I'm also not too nice. So, <laughs> kind of perfect all around, you know. Right. Some for I me. I turned on the stream. I like who? Who is that? Who is the sweetest boy on the stream? That's what I was saying too. It's me, actually. The big contest tonight. Uh, we were trying to figure out who was the sweetest boy, boy on yeah. the stream. Who's gonna be nice to me? Me, me. I'm the nicest. Well, hey, buddy. Thanks for yeah. calling. No. no. Okay. Have a good I'll night, y'all. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, man. Take care. Well, don't be mean to me anymore. Okay. All right. Never be mean again. If I'm getting off stream, don't don't be mean to me. I promise I won't be mean to you. Have a good night. All right. Tom, we got through all the calls tonight. Uh, now do you want to do a call-in show for the Trillmillions? I wouldn't mind it. I'd do it, you know, maybe once a month or something. It's fun, dude. And you guys would get great calls, too. I mean, people are sweet. You know, I'll call in if you ever told me when it was i you know that would be my big fear it's like we would just be sitting there on an empty line and having to improvise no that's not like what happens though dude that was our fear too and like the first night we did the call-in show we were like there's no way anybody's gonna call and we ended up because we didn't want to hang up on people and shit we ended up doing 
we ended up doing like six hours that night because we felt bad about hanging up on people so it's like well they waited so we got to take the calls now we either get through all the calls or we um we either get through all the calls or we do the uh what is happening here? i'm sorry we either get through all the calls or we like ended at midnight because it's like three hours is enough you know everybody gets in but uh it was a good time, Tom. It was fun having you here. Uh, the fun was at ball. Yeah, and Tom is on the Trillbillies, so that's cool. And uh, if I had a sound, I would blow. They said blow me up, Tom, but they're calling you Tom Likas, which I found to be very rude. Um, God, here I've been sweet. I know. You're the nicest dude. Um, so that's it for the night. We'll so I'll talk to you in a second, Tom, when after I end the stream. But uh, have a good night, everybody.